Oh my God, it's been quite some time since I've heard that intro track, meaning I have not recorded or released a podcast in a while. My name is Luke Holden, but for those of you who have kept an eye out for the next episode, it was definitely worth it because I'm back here with Darcy Claire almost a year later to the fucking day. Almost the day. Almost the day. And if you guys don't remember, she was a sex worker who sat with me last year in April and told me a little bit about, well, a lot about what you do. Yeah, many details. <laughs> but hey, not <laughs> little, enough, actually. A little more than I'd usually say, but yeah. let's come back for more. Yes, you actually, you told me that you withheld some things. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You did. So we're going to get- got to keep it tasteful. I had just met met you and i do want to address that i had met you like two days before had you yeah like very recent like it was it was pretty recent yeah 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 well we had actually we had established something like we had met we had exchanges we had met, but we hadn't like talked no we'd not and then we just got straight in <laughs> right we really did not that i would have judged you for any of those details yeah mainly to do with like your kinks and that kind of thing because you told me last year that you're not a very sexual person yeah that was a lie was bullshit <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think any listeners it, believe that and it's a thing because like as a sex worker you do kind of want to you want to like fight against the stereotype a little bit and be like it's actually just work and like i'm not like ultra sexual like kinky you know crazy girl or whatever but yeah i like to get laid <laughs> <laughs> join the club well you know it's interesting to me because like i know playing music or writing whatever i do uh when i'm not doing this i do it because i love it yeah so naturally despite the fact that it's lucrative yeah it was lucrative for you because you're not doing it anymore yeah of course you're fucked because you're good at it and you like to fuck yeah i you mean know what my I mean? thing is like it wasn't really the sex that i enjoyed because you can't really get off with these guys you can't enjoy the sex really you know you never got off with one of these guys no what about the girls no you because you're just in such a work mind space and you get kind of disgusted by them just by what they're doing it's like because they're they get so into you they're obsessed with you they think they love you and you're right. like you don't even know me well one of these guys you actually Actually made him get on his knees yes. and grovel for the money that he threw at you and hand it back to you. Right? I did do that. I want to hear about that in a that, minute. That was, yeah, that was, I mean, we don't have to talk about that right now if you have. Well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we are. But I also want to first establish where you are in life right now, because I'd asked you to do a follow-up interview a while back and you said, yeah, let's do it. We were going to bring one of your coworkers in. Yeah. And then some shit hit some the fan. Some shit went down. Some shit so, hit the fan. So please tell us what happened. And I think I talked about this on the last episode is that's generally how I worked was as a team. And then me and her had a falling out. She got in some legal trouble regarding what we do. And it honestly like got really hot in Nashville. There was like a couple arrests. Can you tell me what happened? Um, There was like bust just regarding like. Basically, when you're operating off of seeking arrangements, I don't recommend it for everyone or anyone because those sites are watched, like the massage sites or whatever. What sites are they? I can't even like tell you names because I don't like fuck with it. But it <laughs> I feel like like that always sunny episode <laughs> when he's like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> you know, when what he finds the... <laughs> out that the girl posted the naked <laughs> pictures. That's so gross. What site exactly? What was it? That's terrible. Can you, you send me the link? Yeah. No. So basically the thing that makes Seeking get away with it is that it's a dating site. And these sites are more explicitly like you want an erotic massage experience. Right. So cops will watch those closer because they know there's going to be physical contact okay. implied. So her and someone else started operating on those sites, got caught, and I basically decided because of my close association with them, I needed to get out why I still was clean. You right. Know? Well, what happened when they got caught? There was a plea deal okay. that I can't talk about much. All right. But yeah, nobody went to jail. <laughs> That's no fun. Yeah. Mm. No part of it was fun. <laughs> so you can't talk about certain things. I can't talk about that at all. Yeah. Did you sign an NDA or something? No, but uh, she has like my dirty laundry. Oh, so. I want to hear all about that dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hard when, you know, there's screenshots of what you've been doing or any kind of proof and right. like, someone can send that. Like, it's always like kind of on the back of your mind. Like if I ever get in a relationship and somebody feels vengeful, like they get out this. Right. And do you, are you afraid of that? Are you afraid that one day this might come back yeah. and, and sort of, you know. I have nightmares. Like, it, okay. and I, you know, I look, I think sex work is a good thing and I don't like regret that I did it, but it does like haunt you in a way of knowing like there's always this thing out there that you did. I mean, you want kids, you and want I want family. kids, I want to get married. I'm very like traditional and I do tell people that I'm like dating uh, eventually that mm -hmm. I did it, but it's not something that you ever want to come out before you're ready for it too. Right. And I never want it to like get close with my family. Like I've told you on the podcast, like my mom knows what I do or whatever, but she doesn't need to be like looking at it. Right. Yeah. Of course. And yeah, I mean, that's the, that's some hot fodder, you know, that could yeah. be essentially thrown then, back you know, at you. It could you. be life ruining. It could be. 
It could be, but I think you've been tactful. Yeah. You have been. I mean, when you when I asked you after the fact, you said, I can't fucking do it because I don't want you. You were afraid you were going to get arrested. Yeah. You were trying to evade police at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that was scary. It is weird because you get so caught up in like the glamour of it, of being like, I don't have a work schedule. I have so much money. Right. You know, you're going out to these crazy dinners. You're like wearing these outfits, like whatever. And then you kind of like sometimes are hit with the reality of being like, I am like so close to being fucked for life at right. all times, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, fucked on a daily basis. <laughs> fucked on a daily basis <laughs> and fucked metaphorically. Right. And so you're since retired. You yeah. do not do accept not. sex for money anymore. No. You do not. Yeah. Um, I keep my account up just in case someone's ever like, hey, I got five grand and I'm feeling crazy. Right. Um, well, what do you mean your account? My my seeking account. Okay. Is this like social media? It's or? Seeking Arrangements is the site that you use to find clients. You do. So you're not, you haven't totally closed the door. On I that. haven't closed the door. It's kind of a thing because I really, I quit because of the legal issues and I was also getting more serious about dating. Right. And then I just kind of realized it like wasn't like hashing out. So I was like, whatever. It's not like as intense, especially getting away from that coworker, like her drama's gone. I'm not seeing anyone. So it's not like a closed door, but I would rather move on. Sure. And yeah, I mean, the legal stress is just like too much. Well, I remember you saying last year when we talked, mm -hmm. I don't know if I already said it, but we are a year and one day later to the day yeah. that we had the interview, mm -hmm. which blew my mind. You and I ran into each other the other night and we said, do you want to do this? Yeah. You, you said yes. Mm -hmm. And it just happened very serendipitously. So this is really cool. It's very um, lovely. We are in a different location mm -hmm. right now. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but the guy whose room we recorded this in is sitting here right yeah, now. That was, that was weird. That's what I was saying where I was like, I just met you guys because I had really just met you. And then I was yeah. like at a house with all of you. And I was like, well, I used to be a hooker. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time you still were. I still was. You yeah. still were, which was great. And since then, it's funny because you know, we become very good friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we've spent holidays and birthdays, birthdays together, all of this weekends, stuff. I was, yeah. I wanted to spend Christmas with you guys, but yeah. I was working. I yeah. couldn't do that. That yeah. was sad. It there was. was like nobody around at Christmas. We had that. like a weird, just, we stayed at my house and like didn't leave for like a week and like tried to make a band. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what everybody was doing in quarantine. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, all right. All of this is essentially in the past mm -hmm. for you, pseudo, because you still have your account up. I still have my account. It is, I consider myself retired. Okay. It's just, I, I didn't, I definitely reacted very strongly when it was like out of fear. Right. And now I'm more like, it's like a gently closed door than sure. like a panic, like, holy shit, I need to erase everything. Well, I want to know because last time you said, I do this subtly. I, you know, will cold approach guys or there was a term where you meet them in the bar. Cold call. Like, cold call, pretty woman style. Or you will approach them on social media. You will approach them on dating apps. Yeah, I or, have or you done wait the, for them to approach I have you. done the dating app thing. Seeking is mainly my go-to because it is the people there know what's going on. Okay. And it's hard to sell an escort service to someone that doesn't know they're being offered it. Right. It's just not usually something that's on someone's mind. So seeking, you know, there's good ter terminology. Usually what I would say is like, I'm looking for something casual, fun, mutually beneficial. Right. So easy. So something subtle like that. Yeah. Okay. It's funny because I'm on Hinge. You know, mm -hmm. I use these dating apps and there have been times <laughs> when it's like, oh yeah, let's, you know, we, we hit it off. And I mean, it, it, sometimes there's, there are definite telltale there's signs. Terms, yeah. There are telltale signs yeah. without a doubt. Where and, and then of course it's been in the back of my mind where it's like, this girl could be a hooker. Yeah. And <laughs> then, you know, we'll exchange numbers and we'll get to talking after the fact and then boom, like, uh, all right. So she outlines how much it is. Mm -hmm. She said, this is what I do. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is why <laughs> I should have seen this it's coming. It's not worth it to do the cold calling thing because right. you're probably not going to convince them, especially like you're a younger guy. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real. This is not what you're looking for. No, no. And I mean, I, I could make a joke about me still being a virgin, but our sound guy, Tony, actually fucking believed me oh, for no. quite some time. Yeah. Uh -huh, look at him. <laughs> there he is. Come on. I, I said something the other day, a few months ago, we were out of the bar and he's like, he's like, wait, I thought you were a virgin. And I'm like, what? And he goes, oh, you know, I never really said anything, but you always say it on the podcast with your guests. And I'm like, oh, good for you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I can't make that joke anymore. One, because the truth is out there. Yeah. And two, because I don't want people thinking I'm a virgin. There's uh, no shame. No, no. I mean, <laughs> luckily I don't have to find out myself. Mm -hmm. But so here's the thing I was curious about going through this process. Let's say you know, you are seeking a client or a client mm -hmm. is seeking you. What are the telltale signs that that person's a cop? 
you know, what is it when it comes to entrapment or all of these terms that people hear? Like if you were to say to somebody, have you ever had to say, are you a cop? I, if I have an inkling, I'm not even going to talk about it. What's an inkling? What does that look like? Um, them not wanting to meet in public first towards the end of my career. I really wasn't wanting to go on the dinner dates as much anymore. I was just bored. I wanted to like cut and dry, make my money go, but you'll want to at least meet in the hotel lobby. And a cop is someone who wants you to go straight to the room, not like have a scene in a public place. And then them not discussing any physicality at all. Like they're like, Oh, like let's go on a date. I want you to come to the room. So they don't want to incriminate themselves, but they don't want to be saying like, this is what I want to do to you. Yeah. Like I don't want, I don't want to bend you over and fuck you. Exactly. A normal client will be like, I want you to like give me head. I want to do this and this and this. Have you ever asked for them to send you pictures? Oh, every time. Really? You need to know like what they look like. And usually there's like tricks. You'll be like, I need you to send me a selfie at the hotel room you say you're in right now, right. holding up three fingers, something like that. Okay. So you've got a lot of dick pics in that way. Yeah. Sometimes I'll send dick pics. A lot of the times I mean- seen some ugly dicks? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's like etiquette. It's like they know that you're not like really wanting them. They're hiring an escort. Right. So they're not really trying to turn you on. They don't. They understand that you don't care. Sure. Sometimes they don't, but most of the time it's very like cut and dry. Okay. So you have essentially seen writing on the wall, faint writing on the wall that you have turned away from. Yeah. There was one time I was working and I was supposed to be seeing a regular of mine. I hadn't seen him that many times. I think I'd seen him two or three times. And then with my coworker that I always worked with and she dropped out last minute and I really didn't want to burn that bridge with him. So I last minute called another girl that I knew. And we go and then we go up to his hotel room and he's sliding his key card for the room and it's not working. And it, that was like really weird. Like that never happens. And so we're standing there and he's like, I need to go back to the front desk and get a new key card. And we're like standing there waiting at the door. And she looks at me and she's like, he's a cop. He's about to come up with a bunch of other cops. And I was like standing there like I've met this guy before, like nothing's happened. But, you know, those guys can get busted right. and they do a plea deal, you know. So we were like freaking out and she ends up convincing me. We were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And so there was a hotel exit. We were running for the exit as the elevator is like pinging up as he's coming oh, up. Oh, Jesus. The door's open and it's just him. And it genuinely was a mistake. But really? Was, so you waited it out? We didn't wait. We were trying to leave, but the door opened as we were opening the door. Oh. So. Oh, man. That, that was scary. That's a cinematic moment. It was. And yeah. that's like one of those very moments. very David Fincher. When you're in it and sometimes you're like, literally, you're so stupid, but you're like, my life is a movie. Like. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> God knows there's a lot of movies about this. Yeah, none of them good. Uh, Zola kind of. Well, what do, I never saw Pretty Woman. Yeah, no. And I haven't seen Zola yet. It's either. not accurate. No, well, of course not. And, uh, <laughs> what's it? I watched Leaving Las Vegas recently and I was like, oh, come oh, on. Where Nick Cage is like mm-hmm. having a malfunction. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't actually seen that. You would love it. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I'd empathize. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Have there ever been times when the guys, looked, you know, said, I think you're a cop. I'm oh, fucking gone. Oh, yeah, a lot. Right. Um, and especially because like, I will like go to a client's house, you know, I'm like, I'm very like direct and they just, it's kind of one of those, like, it's too good to be true scenarios. Yeah. And there's really nothing you can do. Like you can't convince them. I try to do like phone calls to like, be like, you can hear my voice. I'm a real person, but there's a lot of fear in it. They're inviting you to their home, hotel room, you know, they'll get in trouble. Naturally. And I mean, they, you then know where they live. Yeah. You know, God forbid they have a family or something. Oh yeah. You know, they're afraid that you have some, you know, malicious. Yeah constituents who could come and rob them yeah or something like that yeah and that was like it is pretty common for girls to go over and like rob you know subtly just steal a watch steal whatever money is laying around whatever and you really have to be careful because there are message boards for these guys that hire sex workers and they talk to each other and they'll send your pictures around me like this girl took money from me like your reputation can be ruined sure doing shit like that yeah yeah absolutely and god forbid you know the police catch up with you or something like that yeah now do you know what do you know specific laws you know do you know your rights at this point in time like do you know if you were to ask somebody if you were to show up and say are you a cop would mm-hmm. they have to tell you like via entrapment or that's or what they always say i don't believe i just don't really trust police enough to not do that you know sure. but my thing is usually they a cop can't touch you so if someone touches me or tries to kiss me then pretty much after that i feel like i'm in the clear okay so if someone is like very pointedly not touching me, that's a red flag. So for there's me. smoking gun evidence right there. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Because at it, least, you know, a normal person, if they're hiring a girl, the first thing they're going to do is like hug you, give you a kiss, something. Yeah. So. Would you ever initiate that? I don't because that's my tell. I gotcha. So that's the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ultimately, you know, at this point in time, you are not. Not working. You're not trying working. Trying to get a normal job. Yeah. I know the last time we spoke, you were doing some things for the social media 
company? Yeah, I was working for a social media company. It's it's hard because you get so used to being like, I've had crazy amounts of money. Right. I haven't had a work schedule. It's been like just a party for mm-hmm. so long. And now I'm like, am I going to sit behind a desk? Like, I can't do that. Of course. So just have to figure something out. Well, are you still writing? Because I know that you were wanting to release books. And that kind I am of thing still well. writing. I've been to a couple of writing classes recently and I'm wanting to get back into like poetry readings. But yeah, we'll see where it goes. Sure. Right now, it's kind of, it's been like a recovery period of having had this crazy saga and now just trying to like see what my life is going to be like now that it's over and right. just kind of recuperating. Probably a stupid question, but you don't regret any of this, do you? This is a, this no. is an incredible experience that yeah, you've got it's to been, have. Yeah, it's been, you know, it was life-changing. It was so freeing. I got myself out of like a fucked financial situation. You know, I've been able to like take care of family and friends. It's been like a gift. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you. And for- I, I mean, honestly, I got out like with no damage, mm-hmm. which like, thank God. Yeah, that's kind of an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. At, at some point, you know, you'd imagine that someone like yourself who's been in certain scenarios mm-hmm. has war stories. I'm incredibly lucky. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, I've had some like weird clients who are just weird people, but nobody's ever like tried to hurt me, you well, know. What about this guy who you told me about a while back? That I was love the this fucking story. This, yeah, this story is nuts. So it was me and my coworker and we went to see this guy and we had met him before and he was very emotional. Like he wanted girls to come over to like hold him while he cried, which is fine. As long as you pay me enough, I'll do it. So we went out on his boat. It yeah, was big, like, like a yacht. It, it was like a decent boat, like nothing crazy. Sure. And we're out on the boat and me and her are like taking pictures or whatever. And at one point, this is when it started to get weird. Was he were like, we were taking pictures and he just yells at us and he's like, no more fucking photos. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, okay. Um, and they had been, him and my coworker were like play wrestling, whatever. The, is I, this the one who got arrested? Yeah. Okay. And he was like a bigger guy. And I told him like very pointedly, like, I don't do that. I don't like even like play fighting. Right. And so we went back to his place and we were like talking and he had been super like open or whatever. And we just started to be like, okay, we need to get out of there. Like, you know, you've kind of spent all your time going on the boat. So if you don't get anything physical, that's on you. Right. Had he, had he gotten physical with you before or he was had it strictly done it just one a company time, thing? And the rest of the time he hadn't done anything. And so he fucked you guys. Is that what it was? Yeah. Like one time. And then after that, it's like, we would try to like kind of initiate just to like end the date. Cause if they're just talking, it's hard to get a concise ending. But he, like, he had been so open and, like, talking about his, like, trauma or whatever. And then it would be, like, really awkward to try and be, like, do you want to fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we went back and we were, like, okay, you need to pay us. And he just, like, looked at us and he was so drunk. He was a raging alcoholic. And he was, like, what the fuck am I paying you for? And we were, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, our company, I guess. But they... Company, keyword come. Come, yeah, funny <laughs> guy. Um, so yeah, him and my coworker got in a screaming match. Like, it just like escalated really quickly. And he ended up taking the money that he owed us and throwing it at us. And I decide like, we're going to do like a good cop, bad cop thing. And I tell her, I was like, you need to get the fuck out of here to my coworker. And then I'm like looking at him and I was like, you've spent all this time talking about how you're such a good man and you just want to take care of people. And I was like, you're not showing me that kind of man that you want to be. Sure. And he got so emotional. He starts crying. And I was like, you've hurt my friend. You've hurt me. Like, you're, you fucked up and you need to, like, make it better. He was like, what can I do? What can I do? And I told him to get on his knees and scoop up the money from the floor and beg me to take Oh, my money. God. <laughs> what a power move. It was, like, the most powerful I've ever felt in my life. And he did it. And we walked away and I never saw him again. That's amazing. Yeah. How much money? I think we got, like, 900 each from that. That's great. Not worth it, considering what we go through. I mean, I literally thought he was going to kill us. But but see, you still had the gall. Yeah. Because you have to assert yourself in right. those situations. You cannot let it get over your head. Well, what happens if you don't? Then you might get hurt. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you're face to face with a wild animal. You have to de-escalate. Yeah. Right. And just make them feel like everything's calm. And sure. And don't, don't let it get out of hand. Well, that's de-escalation, all right. Yeah. That's total submission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear the which rain's hitting the yeah, rain's hitting the house very hard. It's tornado kinda, tonight, allegedly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, it's kind of sensual. Yeah. Yeah. I like sexy. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. All right, so that that happened. I love that fucking story. Yeah, that I was really a do. fun one. Well, what else? I mean, has anything else notable happened since April of last year? Because your anecdotes are amazing. I'm trying to think. There was one guy, and this was like random. I was going on like a house tour or something, and my coworker at the time, she texted me, and she was like, we're going to go on a date with these two guys, which usually we wouldn't do pairs. Like, I've, we've never done like four-way kind of thing or anything, but I was like, 
fuck it. I guess. But haven't you done group sex with women? Yeah. Just you guys. Yeah. But that's like different, you know? Uh That's Um, a Sunday afternoon. We got nothing better. Yeah, we're bored. (laughs) Yeah, that's after church and all the brunch places are booked (laughs) up. So So we go to this restaurant and we get dinner with these two guys and it turns out they're business partners. One's a little older, one's younger. And immediately I noticed that my guy, he's not sitting. Like we're at, we're getting cocktails and stuff and he like refuses to sit down. And so I was like, this guy's kind of like wired, but I thought he was just nervous. But we're all getting along very well. And at one point, my coworker and then her guy are like, we're going to go to our hotel. They had a hotel across the street. You guys have fun. Which was like weird for me because I'm like, at this point, I don't know what amount we've agreed to. I don't know anything. Like, whatever, I guess. And so we're sitting there having a drink. And he like tells me that he really likes my hair. And I was like, yeah, I like it too. But it just costs so much to get done. And he was like, how much does it cost? And I, you know, obviously lying. I'm like, oh, 500 bucks. Like, whatever. How much did it really cost? Uh, it's probably like 300 but, you know, still more than I, I knew what my was hair. about to happen. And so he's like sitting there and he's like, let me pay for your hair for the next couple of months. And he sends me two grand as we're standing there. And so I was like, OK, this guy's loaded. I'm going in for the long run tonight. So we go up to his room and we're talking and talking. And he starts to like do like a little bit of blow. And I was like, OK, it's bad when the clients start doing drugs because right. they get crazy. Um, and it's just hard to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've never you've never done blow with your clients or anything. No, like that. it's a bad move. Sure. Um. So but yeah. you like blow. I, <laughs> do, I mean, no, it's not a rhetorical I, question. I'm asking. I do. Okay. Um, I guess it's like if I'm admitting to everything else sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I like get him into bed and I'm like trying to get him to have sex. And he's just so like all over the place wired. And I tell him to put a condom on. And then he's uh, about to like fuck me or whatever. And I go to like feel his dick to make sure he's wearing the condom. And all I feel is like a handful of like hard plastic. What? And I was like, what is going on here? And I'm like feeling at, and it feels like a strap on. And oh I'm sitting god. there and being like, oh my god, is my client trans? And I didn't realize, which is like fine, but it's just a surprise. And so I tell him, I was like, oh, like, I didn't like, you know, I'm surprised or whatever. And he was like, actually, I have a phobia of a woman seeing my dick. So I wear oh my god. <laughs> something to cover it. <laughs> Look at Tony's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do your job, dude. Yeah. And then this night ended up getting crazy. So I'm kidding. Get into he it. He wears the the toy, I guess. I don't even know. Really isn't able to have sex with me. He's so coked out. He can't come. And I told him. And basically. How was he going to come anyway? He's fucking you with a, a rubber dick. I don't even know how these guys work. Um, All right. So anyway, we're like, you know, I, I tell him because I knew I could squeeze more money out of him. And he was like, do you want to do an overnight? I'll pay you two more thousand dollars. And I was Jesus like, Christ. I will do that. Because it was already like four in the morning. Yeah, I was like, I just have to stay here for like three more hours. Right. So immediately, of course, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And I roll over and I pretend to sleep. And then he, over the course of the night, does not sleep at all. He darts around the hotel suite doing blow. And I hear him in the living room jacking off like eight times loudly. Scary. <laughs> eight times. You think he was jerking his real dick or was he? <laughs> yeah, because you could hear it. Oh, okay. oh, it was terrifying. And the next day I like wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to leave. And he won't even look me in the eye. Oh. It was horrible. I felt bad for him. I was like, you just partied a little too hard. Yeah. That was weird. So and that was like towards the end of my run where I was like, this shit is just too much. So he did end up fucking you with the strap on then. He fucked me for a little while, but he didn't come. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, a lot, that happens a lot where they can't come. They're nervous. Of They've course. never hired an escort before. You know, they're older and it just can't happen. Or, yeah. or they're fucked up. Like a lot of these guys, the amount of drinking is nuts. Sure. So, yeah. and it's kind of a relief. Well, actually, you know, it's nice to not have to like watch a guy come or whatever, but it does make your job harder because then they just want to keep trying and you're like, I can't get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I say it like I know from personal experience. <laughs> been there, been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you come in three seconds. I, I, that's three more than it normally takes me. So <laughs> I do. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been talking to all of my secret housewives, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> my liaisons. The sister wives. Into the sexual world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's absolutely fascinating. I mean, is it or had you shown up and it was a trans person? I've never had that. Okay. And I wouldn't be opposed. Right. Um, but you do kind of want to know what's going on before you're in there so you know what to do. Sure. So, yeah. 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 Now, would that turn you on? Because I want to get into what turns you on now because you kind of skimmed the surface of that last year. Not particularly. I don't have anything against trans people and I've like gone on dates with trans people, but it's not like a fetish. Right. You know, it's whatever. Okay. A trans is in like it was a woman who, uh, who was a man or vice versa. Uh, a woman who transitioned uh, to a man. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. 
that doesn't turn you on per se. At no. least it doesn't like not it, it particularly. Doesn't stand it doesn't. Out. Yeah, to stand out. Like for me, gender, like it just doesn't matter that much. Okay, but would you marry a trans person and have a family with a trans person if you fell in love with them? Yeah, if I fell in love. Sure. Yeah. And you're looking to fall in love now. I'm looking for love you in all the wrong love. places. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I mean, truth be told, depending on how you look at love, there might not be a right place to find love. <laughs> no, and especially the person that I am, it's going to be in a dirty, dirty bar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're no stranger to dirty, dirty bars. Yeah. Yeah. Over the past year of friendship, we have been to been, many. We have been, but we've also been to some high class bars. Very too. classy bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We spend time at Rosemary. It's been a year of contrast. It really has been. It's been beautiful. I've yeah. had a wonderful year. Yeah. I had a great year. Yeah. Very formative. Very much so. Uh huh. And that doesn't stop. So mm-hmm. you're, you, you just turned 21. I did. I had my 21st birthday. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, now I'm ready for marriage. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, God willing. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know, the market is It's rich. a hard sell. <laughs> uh, whatever. You know, just I don't have a job. I used to be a hooker. Trophy wife have in the making. <laughs> yeah, trophy wife in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Some guys, uh, some guys really wait for that opportunity. Yeah. Now, last year when I asked you if you were a sexual person, mm-hmm. you said you weren't. Yeah. Why? Because you said because you didn't want me to look at you differently. It, it's because like when you're a sex worker and you're speaking about sex work, it's really less about your experience and more about trying to spread information about the whole of right. it and take care of like everyone of and course. project well, a certain I think image. You actually exemplify the archetypal sex worker quite well. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. But you know, so you don't want because it is there's so many stereotypes in people's heads. You don't want to be like I'm hypersexual, like kinky, crazy girl. You want to be like, you want to show people that sex workers are normal people. Right. So you, and it, it has been hard because I do find myself trying to tone down my sexuality and like dress more conservatively, trying to like fight this preconceived idea. Sure. And it's been a thing like the past couple of months, like trying to like work on that and be more just out there. Of course. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to find marriage. Yeah. Although, yeah. you know, usually when you're looking for marriage, you shouldn't bring out, bring up kinks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, you think about marriages tend to fail. They yeah. really do. So maybe if there was a little bit more kink in the equation. That's true. Then all would be There's nothing like well. rough sex to bring people together. So you like rough sex? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What is rough sex? Uh, I don't know. I like to get hit. You like to get hit? <laughs> yeah. Really? I Just do. like fucking smacked across the face? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's like a line between like sexy hitting and like this guy's beating my ass. Right. Um, but yeah, I like that line. Okay. I like something, something for me, my turn on is power dynamics. And I like that like fight kind of thing. I like to just like see who wins. Do you ever win? I have. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm not like, oh, I'm like a dom or whatever, but sometimes it's fun to. It just like turns into a grappling match and yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Who wins and what do you win? Usually the guy wins and you get laid. (laughs) You win the first orgasm. Is there some kind of like. Um, I actually don't orgasm. What? Yeah. We can can talk about this. I've never had one. You've never. I've never had an orgasm in my life. You've never. Again, when Tony turns his head, Tony's Tony's our our sound guy. I honestly think this contributed to why I'm good at sex work because I can be very objective with sex because it's not really centered around my pleasure whatsoever. And I enjoy sex. I have good sex, but I don't climax. You've never Never. had an orgasm? I've tried everything. I've seen doctors. There's nothing. And are you, do you feel diminished in a certain way? Yeah, it makes it hard. Right. Um, And it is hard because it's like for me, like, you know, you never get like the finale of sex. It's kind of like you just kind of dwindle away and it feels very belittling of the experience, I guess. Sure. Sure. I guess if you don't have a frame of reference, it's not. And that is hard because it's like, I don't know what it felt like. So I don't know what I'm going for. Like you can read people's descriptions, but I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So. And what did the doctors say? Doctors said like everything physically is great. I think it's like a mental block. I, I honestly did have uh, sexual trauma when I was a, a kid. Sure. Um, so my therapist has said that that could contribute to it. But yeah, I'm hoping now that I'm getting more comfortable in myself and like know more what I'm looking for, maybe it can just be like with the right person. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is for the past few years, mm-hmm. you have been working. Yeah. And that's the thing is like it, sex, it's your sex, sex is like been weird after that it's hard to kind of get out of your head and relax so yeah i'm hoping to kind of like heal that right and then if you find a decent like a really good authentic mutually intimate yeah you know based on no conditions other than i love you you love me yeah maybe that comfort will settle in that's my thing is I, i haven't really been in love since i started working and so i think it's like having not had that kind of intimacy it's just hard to relax because it's like i don't even like really know this person I don't like this person that much. Like, 
you know. Have you ever felt that way about somebody? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Okay. I've been in love twice. Very, like, thankful for the experiences. We talked a little bit. I think we may have talked. No, off the fact. We, we went and we had a drink afterward. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about, yeah, you know, our, your... Yeah, our exes. Your, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We did do that. We got into things. Exes are exes for a reason. They're the yeah. Past kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. you are still young. I mean, without sounding patronizing, you're 21. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not that worried about it. You know, sure. it can be hard when you fall in love and be like, this might be my only chance at this kind of intimacy. But you just can't, like, think like that. Right. Right, of course. There's no, nothing quite so totalitarian yeah. in that way. And, yeah. You know, there's and, you know, change. I, I was lucky enough to have it twice. I might be lucky enough to have it again. <laughs> well, I mean, God willing, yeah. three, four, five times. Who's, who's counting? Who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm 30 years old. And <laughs> have you ever been in love? I have once. Yeah. Yes. Uh, did not end well. Yeah. At all. I, I know the story. Yes. I'm sure you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I try not to showcase, you know, the fact that it did not go well publicly, so to speak, I'm, because, you yeah, know, there no, are names the associated is, yeah, don't and I don't, I don't be... wish any ill will on her yeah. by any means. You know what I mean? But close friends of mine, it's yeah. like, you know, you sit down and, and you talk you about the past real. and everything. And yeah, basically that it's like, you know, it was a relationship where two people were just not, were, it wasn't good. Yeah. You know, we weren't good to each other. It was a two way thing. Yeah. And then we moved on. Yeah. I mean, that's know? my thing is like my ex, like that we talked about, like we are still like, we're good friends now. That's great. Um, but talking about him, I can be like, this person's very like near and dear to me. And I like care about his well-being. Um, I did want to murder him with my hands. Uh-huh. Like, of course. <laughs> he drove me insane. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, uh, the rough play. You uh, know, yeah, the t- go to another fun, tier. Yeah. Less fun was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I remember last year you talked, you, you, you had told me that. The night earlier, mm-hmm. you had had oh, some great yeah. sex. You I kept did. your boots on. I kept my boots on. Yeah, I missed that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you spoke very highly of him. We we were we were hooking up for a long time. Sure. Um, but yeah, that fizzled. <laughs> so nothing now. Nobody now. No. <laughs> Yet. Not yeah. I, I'm on the apps. Sure. What do you think? Uh, it's dismal. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is. I don't know. Nobody's as cool as me. <laughs> I know the feeling very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> and look at that. I'm alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, see how it yeah. goes. But no, it's interesting because like even at 30 years old, I love my independence. Yeah. I do. And my mm-hmm. relationships, you know, in my friendships and my intimate relationships, I would say are stronger than ever. Yeah. You know what and I mean? I, I felt that way. It's like, I feel very strong myself. I'm taking care of my family. I have very close friendships and everything. And it's like, I always joke with my friend. I'll be like, I need a boyfriend two days a week. Um, and the rest of the time, I want to be left to my own devices. Yeah. For guys, it's a Sunday. I remember in yeah. college, you'd be like, oh, I need my Sunday girlfriend. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you're hungover. <laughs> Someone to lay in bed Yeah. You're hungover. You're ordering food. And like, man, I wish we just had like Sunday girlfriends kind yeah. of thing, you know? No, it's like, for me, it's like when I go to like Publix or something and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need a hand to hold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. But then like, I, 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 I get like that too. Mm-hmm. And then I will kind of observe... And it's funny because I watch How I Met Your Mother. I love How I Met Your Mother. Jesus. Uh, What, you don't? No. Well, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) No, really, leave. No, episode three. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I I, I watch it and like there's these two characters. It's Marshall and Lily. Mm -hmm. It's Jason Segel and Allison Hannigan. And they're like the perfect couple. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're so happy. They love each other so much and everything. And, and, you know, they've been together for years and, and... normally people will look at that Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, I just want that. You know? And I look at that. I'm like, that looks really shitty. (laughs) For me, for me, it's the fucked up couples where I'm like, Oh God. Like Sid and Nancy. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. Murder suicide couples. Something. I want something dark and obsessive. Yes. And I want us to both die at the end. Well, I mean, we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah. But but I want it to be because of each other and quick. To die with poetic (laughs) grace. Yeah, exactly. That's true love. Mm -hmm. Uh I respect that. Thank you. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure there is a Patrick Bateman character out there with a lot of money. Yeah. Who's, you know, I'm looking for him. He's I'm hitting the streets. Yeah. You might want to look back through your old client roster. You oh know? my, I, you know, I've thought about it. There was one guy. Um, who yeah. Was, have you had feelings for any of your clients? I have. Um, it's happened two times. Um, one of them, genuinely great conversations. So intelligent. He was younger. Very cool. And we had. What did he do? Finance. Sure. I, I don't really get too far into it um but we had just such great chemistry and the sex was like really good and he would acknowledge it he was like i wish we hadn't met through the site because like this could have worked and i'd be like yeah you know but it is what it is and the other time was an older guy he was a lawyer and how old 
Uh, I'm going to say like late 40s. Because you don't mind older guys. You no, I like date that. older guys normally. Um, but he was probably late 40s, early 50s. Very, very attractive. He looks like Mark Lanigan. <laughs> Wait, Mark Lanigan, the, who just died? Who just died. Yeah, Screaming Trees. It's so sad. You should read his book. I'll loan it to you. Yeah, I would love to. Um, but and yeah, Taylor so, Hawkins, too. That just needs to be said. That broke yeah. my fucking heart. No, it's been rough. But yeah, so he looks like Mark. And then he was like, he was from Seattle. And we just got oh, really wow. into He's like, like the real grunge really guy. See, we talked about music so much, all the grunge stuff. He was so smart. We'd have great meals. But he would be very straight up and being like, I love to cheat on my wife. I've cheated on every relationship I've ever had. Sure. He's like, it turns me on, to be honest. And I was like, you're a bad person. So he was married. <laughs> yeah. And he, it, the really, this came to a head when he had rented a suite at a really nice hotel. Um, and he texted me and he was like, uh, for mine and my wife's anniversary, we rented this suite and I just rent, uh, got her a spa day or whatever. And he's like, I want you to come over and for me to fuck you in our like marital anniversary bed while she's gone. Oh my! And God. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Wow. Because if she walks in, she's going to fucking kill me. Was there any amount of money in the world that you would have done that for? No. Not, not a million there's dollars. There's too much of a chance of her walking in and it just being a fucking mess. Sure. Yeah. So some things are just not worth it. Of course. Of course. Well, you have a constitution about you and that's wonderful. Yeah. You have to. Naturally. Or you're going to get yourself in a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what me and my uh, coworker would always say is like, you can't do this if you need to. But you said that last time. Yeah. Too. You have to have some limits. Yep. Mm -hmm. You said if, if you're using it, if you're doing it so you can eat, yeah. then it's not you good. You got to go. And you got to go. So this guy, the one who was married, mm -hmm. obviously no future, but yeah. you did care about him. What yeah, about I the could. other guy? The other guy, you know, there could be a future. He's young and single, but it's, you just can't ever go back from that dynamic. You don't think um, so? No. And it's just knowing like what he's like willing to do. And I really don't like when men are kind of guided by their sexuality. Like sure. I like men to be sexual, but I don't like it. The idea of like a man I'm with having been so like needy for sex that he would pay for it. Sure. You know, I, it's just not something that turns me on. Well, what if it was one of those things where he got turned on by paying for it as opposed there to a necessity? Something, and I've had a... a a friend who has that kink and it is different when it's like, do I know this person? No. Okay. Uh, when it's like a peer. Um, but it's just not something I could really deal with in a boyfriend. Um, and that's another thing is like, if we were to date like me and that client, I would expect him to pay for everything. Cause that's a dynamic that's already been set. And that's not fair to do, uh, mm -hmm. to a boyfriend. Sure. So. so nothing, they can't go back for that. Yeah. No, you wouldn't call him. You wouldn't say, Hey, let's no. no. Yeah. It's just unnecessary. Sure. Well, what if, what if, what if the rest of the, not, not saying the rest, I hate to sound so bleak, but what if it's one of those things where you don't stop thinking about him and you I mean, realize that I, was a if wonderful I thing. I really don't stop thinking about, that's the thing is like, I liked him, but I didn't like love him. And mm -hmm. so it's like, it's not something I cared about so much that I'm like missing him. Um, he was just like good company. But if I really like years later, I'm still thinking about him. Like I'll text him and see what happens. Cause it's like never say never kind of situation. But for right now, it's just unnecessary. Sure. And that's very cinematic in and of itself. Is it's that is a pretty woman situation. You yeah. say that movie's not true. You know what I mean? There's elements. Yeah, yeah, of course. Where yeah. you can actually fall in love with one of your clients. You can. Yeah. And I, I think maybe I like always kind of like wanted to like meet someone who just like wanted to take care of me. We connected, we could talk about music, whatever. Like ideal situation, but it just like never really hashed out. The reality of the situation is like not very romantic. Well, what is it that you want in a partner? Not, not, not just sexually, but like really intimately. What it, what are those characteristics that you want to build a life with somebody? Um, You know, just like I like am very like emotionally intense. And I like to joke about that like suicide pack type like romance or whatever. But really like just someone who doesn't want to like pretend to be like normal or chill. Who just wants to go like all in. And like it's funny and successful. Ideally, they want to have a family. Probably religious. Probably religious. I'm religious. So. You are. Yes. Have we not talked? about No, this? we've not talked about this. You're kidding me. I'm like Catholic. Are you really? Yes. Well, I mean, you can always just go and ask for forgiveness every exactly. Sunday. Exactly. That's why I like it. You're a Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought you were just a dirty heathen like me. That's wonderful. No, I I, I am so riddled with guilt. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, I <laughs> yeah. mean, people get turned on by guilt. That's yeah, kind of a thing too. It, that's part of it. So you're a Catholic. Yeah. Um, religion's a huge part of my life. Um, so it, it, and I just think. If I was dating someone, it would be hard if they, like, didn't understand that. Really? Yeah. No shit. So. How did that feel being, you know, deeply religious and deeply Catholic while, you know, having this, having this trade? I mean, I felt like God's protection. And, really? 
you know, I think I like haven't had like a super easy life. And I think I just like had not to sound like cheesy, but like God's guidance trying to get me out of the mess and just do better, you know, in the way that I could. So it was integral into the process. Yeah. And no, it really, and it has been, it's just been super healing to feel like not alone, like just surviving being alive, but feel like protected and like someone is like hoping that you do okay. Right. And that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, that's the higher power principle because I'm, here's the thing is I, I, I've said it before casually and on this podcast is I am an atheist. Yeah. Um, but being in this 12 step recovery program, you have to establish a higher power mm-hmm. if you want to live, if you yeah. want to survive. And you, that's, you have to survive for like something. You do. And, and, and for me, it, it, it was hard because I, I was like, this is a major impediment. Yeah. And it is for most people before they get into this program, mm-hmm. you know, anybody who's suffered from addiction, but I guess, you know, fundamentally, fundamentally, the pillars of my higher power, and I'm, you know, I'm only saying this because it sounds a lot like what you were just saying, is it's mm-hmm. it's that guiding force. For me, it's not mystical. Yeah. It, it's, it's looking outside of myself and believing that there is a moral compass and solace in, in, in things that don't originate within me, yeah. primarily within the people around me that I can mm-hmm. call somebody and say, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. And they you say- You need guidance. And that's why yes. I really uh, resonated with Catholicism mm-hmm. is you just- you can't figure out everything by yourself. Sure. And so to have this like structure that's thousands of years old, you know, you can like trust that. See, I always thought that that, like if I were religious, because mm-hmm. I was raised moderately Catholic. Yeah. I was. Um, if I were religious, I would be such a fucking Catholic. Yeah. It would be obviously. like, they're all Italians. They're all Irish, you know? Yeah. And, and they're just badasses yeah. in that way. And, and it's like, you know, you watch the, the Christian dynamic play out mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> i just feel like christians are such nerds dude yeah, like, no, like, no one thinks it's cool that you have a band you know what i mean yeah. you don't have a that you got a fucking band in your church like get up there and say something like really stoic in a different tongue and drink the blood of christ yeah. and what have you like that's that, no that's I need, archaic. I need the cinema yeah i need the art uh-huh. man i was like joking with my friend the other day and she was like um, when I look at a man, I like to imagine how he would look like pinned to a cross. And Ooh. I was like, these Catholics are batshit insane. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, they are. And I love that. Yeah. 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 That's great. Now, that might be a kink in and of itself is crucifixion. Yeah, sure. BDSM. Sure. Yeah. You know, are you into BDSM at all? Um, I don't like like the structure of it. Like I like something that feels like a fight. I right. don't like like. The theatrics. The theatrics. I think, like, I would just cringe too much. Sure. Um, like the outfits like, and shit like the that. The outfits. It's too much. Yeah, I, I, I can't. It doesn't. I like really... to keep it real. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's got to be animalistic. It's yeah. got to be somewhat rooted. I want to be like sweaty and angry. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I, I realize from the outside looking in these, you know, this BDSM stuff because I've, you know, some women I've dated. Uh, yeah, they have been, and they've told me a little bit about what I what they like mm-hmm. and what they're into. And it's like I like to put makeup on guys. Yeah, you know, I I like to peg guys. Mm-hmm. I like to do these kinds of things, and that's not necessarily a BDSM yeah, thing all the time. Just like kink. Yeah, it's kink, but yeah. you know, with like with the latex and the leather and all yeah. that shit. You know, I, I it just it's that I'm sure it turns people on, but it doesn't resonate within me yeah, either because it's, it's not a in reality yeah it's too much of a fantasy for me to enjoy and i like like for me like power dynamic i guess like role play kind of stuff but sure. i'm not wearing like an outfit well, what's something specific like something that you like one of the one of the pinnacle moments in the bedroom that you have just like um i did have a situation where i was hooking up with a lawyer for a little while client and, or no no just regular okay and like i guess we like got off on the fact that he was like a lawyer he was like very stressed about work all the time i thought it was sexy i like a man in a suit um, and he, we went to his office one time and he was like, I want you to like wear like a like pencil skirt or whatever. And it was like kind of like a secretary kind of thing. And we fucked on his desk and it was like hot. He was powerful. He was like fired up from work. That was sure. hot. Okay. Yeah. See, that's not weird. It's not weird. It's super normal. That's something not, you totally could have told me last year. Yeah. I, let me ease in. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't guilt trip you for wanting to ease into your own sense of comfort. That's totally mm-hmm. fine. But I'm glad that we've maintained such a great friendship over yeah. the past year. And, I'm you know, we glad. can have conversations like this on the podcast, off the podcast kind of thing. Yeah. Because you have become far, you become a lot closer with us. Yeah. You know, like, like I said, we spend holidays together. We have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen you nearly as much as I'd like to as of late. Yeah, we really have a little family. We really do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very cute. One of whom is over there, sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not sleeping. Say hi, Logan. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I have said your name? 
<laughs> okay. And Tony, you, you, Tony can be part of our family too. Yeah. That's fine. Um, no, I, you know, since last year though, mm-hmm. a lot of people have listened to that podcast yeah. and they've gotten really into it. I have wondered like what the results were. Oh, yeah. I never really asked. Oh, you really? We never talked about this. Yeah. No, no. people really liked it. Oh, okay. They good. loved it. And they all had like the same things to say about you. They said, my, my sisters love you. My sisters Aww, adored you. That's really sweet. Yeah. I remember it, it was kind of weird because I was talking about yeah, my sex life sex at life. times. Yeah. And I wouldn't I, be showing that to a sibling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew my family was going to listen anyway. And I just yeah. said, yeah, maybe listen, you know, at times when I'm not there or we'll yeah. listen to these sections <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, but my sisters loved you. My, 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 you, you've met. I have met. You've met my parents. Yes. You and have. they are so lovely. They're great people. Yeah. They really are. And they, they adored you too. That's they really, really sweet. did. And my sister's really liked listening to it and they had questions about you and <laughs> always always there's somebody who like i'll get a text and somebody was like dude that darcy claire she's got a hot voice oh like she's got I, a sexy voice i should do voice. like asmr yeah you you could you could read erotica <laughs> oh uh, that is an idea you could, I could do th- that you could do that for money yeah yeah that's Contact. actually an opportunity if you're looking for a job yeah um and then i I used to work at this youth rehab center mm-hmm. and some of these kids would leave the place. And now that I don't work there anymore, they'll you can contact, like contact me. Contact, yeah. yeah they'll, they'll just like message me on Instagram. Hope you're doing well, dude. You know, and you know, these aren't children. They're 14 to 18 year old boys. It sounds very problematic and weird when yeah. I say, you know, I was working with kids and then they heard this interview about me, you know, it happens listening to a hooker but yeah. they always they, they'll message me and say the same thing they're like dude darcy claire sounds so fucking hot uh-huh. and they'll always say did you fuck her that's the question oh my god i get asked if i fucked you every Jesus single time somebody Christ. listens well no well i tell them yes always <laughs> shut up <laughs> no i've never i've never told anybody <laughs> yes no no it didn't happen no it did not I swear to god you seem so happy about that <laughs> i'm delighted <laughs> i would be I too i love when i don't have sex with people and that's the catholic in me <laughs> <laughs> well god bless mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh-huh. but no we, we we've really uh, built a legacy over the past year and you know you are in an interesting place at this point in time and um it's just it's really fucking great to yeah. reconnect with you yeah it's um, been great and it's funny because Speaking of the sex thing, well, I mean, this whole thing's been the yeah. sex thing, but I think I told you this the other night as I was with uh, the, the, I, a girl choked you. Yes, she yes. did. She did. And I, I gave you advice on the choking and then you didn't listen to me. I did and you listen. you died. She just didn't listen to the podcast was the problem. <laughs> Send her the link. Yeah. And like, you know. So she, she squeezed like from the front. Yeah. She kind of yeah. lunged forward and did this, the thing. And yeah, like, and that's not customary. Crush your like windpipe. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm very cautious mm-hmm. when it comes to that because you have to be you have to be not because one first and foremost because you don't want to hurt somebody you want to yeah. make them uncomfortable but also after the fact like god forbid you know you it's know, like piss somebody off yeah, yeah like you know he did this yeah, or she did this and it's not good it, yeah. could, it could really really and that's where like safe words come into play exactly but, you know uh-huh. it can be hard in the heat of the moment to like set something up like that of course yeah. of course and i luckily have not you know encountered something like that no Yet. <laughs> Yet. God willing, if you keep happen. down the path you're on. Yeah. Or maybe I could be the one to say, you know, because she did. She just like went right yeah. for it and went, oh, you know, straight for the straight for the windpipe. And it was funny because in that moment, mm-hmm. of course, you popped into my head in the middle of the sex. I was like, this isn't how she would have done it. <laughs> this isn't what I was taught. <laughs> I love that you think about me during sex. Yeah. yeah. No, there's been moments um, when I'm like hooking up with people, clients or otherwise. When I've taken to just kind of like smacking them sharply in the head, sure. just being like, cut it out. Like you're doing it wrong. Really? Like, yeah. Like not even just joking, just in general, like being too rough. Because I guess it's hard for you to gauge your own strength. Um, but like shit hurts. So you have actually been in a situation where it's like, I'm being hurt right now. I yeah. need to stop. Yeah. You know? um, and, and have they ever not stopped? Has it ever turned no. into one of these overpowering situations? No. no. I mean, nobody's like ever just been like. I'm like going to hurt you like sure. kind of thing. Um, yeah, I had like a hookup. This was like years ago now, but he had told me we had been having like a heart to heart and he was like, I've only had sex with like two people before and it's been years since. And I'm just like really nervous about sex or whatever. And so I was this guy kind of young? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we, we had met like at a show or something and I was kind of like, okay, like maybe I can like just make this guy feel more comfortable or like whatever, um, build his confidence. And then we start hooking up and he just like smacks the shit. Oh my God. <laughs> and he starts being really rough and it was like totally out of the blue. I was so surprised. And it just turns out that he was like uncomfortable because he was like very kinky and hadn't like matched with somebody on that level. And so he was just testing the waters. He was testing the waters, but he didn't really communicate about it. And it was like very surprising. 
And I like, I do like rough sex, so I kind of rode with it. But the next day I texted him and I was like, hey, just in the future of, with you having hookups, I want you to know you should really communicate about that. Sure. And he got mad and like never spoke to me again. But you kind of, you just do what you can do. But he probably took it very personally, which yeah, isn't a way you should take it. Exactly. And I was telling him, I was like, I had a great time. I would hang out with you again. I just want you to know. But it's hard to hear that when you're like still like nervous. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is tough. You probably feel pretty dejected and that yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, we got that. You know the hitting and, and and the and the choking and the hair pulling. You know, yeah. like all these said, like this is rough sex for you. Yeah. And w- what else? I you know not that specific, man. Because because when you, I'm sorry, <laughs> but when you preface this, when we met the other night, you're like, yeah, there's like all this other stuff that uh, I didn't tell I was you about. Also drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, but you're such a delightful drunk, actually. Oh, really? You really are. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. a mess. No, no, you're, you're a beautiful mess. Uh, I think I'm very friendly. You are. I got a lot of love to give when I'm drunk. You do. You do. And I'm sure you have a lot of love to give, you know, for any man who winds up getting on one knee for you. So that's going to be wonderful too. Oh, how sweet. Yes. Uh And you'll have a whole lot of experience. Like he's never going to get sick of you. Yeah. That's like the thing is um, people are like so apprehensive about like dating a sex worker. And I'm like, you know, I would be like, good. Like, come on. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's why, like for me, I've never had an issue mm-hmm. with a girl who has, has had a lot of sex. Or, yeah. Has, yeah. I, it, it doesn't bother me at all yeah. because I'm, you know, one, it's everybody wants sex. Everyone wants to fuck and yeah. that's fine. Everyone deserves love and sex. Mm-hmm. And odds are she's going to like, be exciting. Yeah. She's going to be like down to like be experimental. Like she like enjoys the act. You know, yes. you don't really want to be having sex with someone who doesn't enjoy sex. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah. if they're so green, it's like, you know, already relationships That's, and marriages are, yeah. are problematic because there's not a whole lot of excitement. And my thing with me being turned on by like power dynamics, like I like confidence. And, you know, if someone is like kind of like bashful or like not that experienced, like that is a turn off that I can't really get past. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I ironically enough, that very well could play into a very long, happy relationship. Yeah. Because in marriages, they just don't really last, unfortunately. Yeah. Is that something that worries you? Not so much like, I'm going to be too sexual. Maybe this person isn't going to be sexual enough for me. Oh, yeah. No, it is hard because like I do know what I like, but I do have like a hard time communicating it. You know, it's like hard to like ask someone to do something specific. And I think that's part of me is I don't want to feel like I have to ask. Sure. But it ends up wearing at the relationship. Like I've had I've boyfriends before where it's like eventually I just realized I wasn't happy with the sex life. And you feel guilty kind of being like, I hate that this is the thing. You told me about one actually. Yeah. Last year you did. Yeah. Yeah. Where you were just like, this isn't. This isn't working. Didn't you say you had kind of a small dick or something? God, I did. That yeah. was mean. But I. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he loved to fuck. He had a huge he sex drive, didn't he? He loved to fuck. He had a, the craziest sex drive I've ever seen on a person. And it was terrible every time and he wanted to do it six times a day oh jesus christ you know <laughs> i can't do that that's awful it was horrible i was in hell <laughs> yeah and you dated him for how long like a year no shit yeah i i don't quit i try very hard okay i gotta ask you this because mm-hmm. i have something to offer in them in this way as well <laughs> what is the weirdest thing that somebody's asked you to do what is what is like the weirdest kink you've encountered in your personal life or your professional life Honestly, uh, with uh, sex work, I make it very clear that I'm not a fetish or kink girl. So, like, usually you really don't get asked for anything crazy. I've had people, like, want to do, like, bondage. I had a guy want to piss on me. That was weird. Any amount of money? No. 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 Million dollars? Okay, a million dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. Whatever. Uh, I'll take a long shower and get over it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I had a... I had an ex who was like super into like knife play, like blood, whatever. And that was weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing crazy. Okay. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm taking a best. I'm going to write an article mm. in the next month or so. And I think I told you about this yeah, the, for mundane. Like the fetish. Article. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to explore some fetishes. I'm going to talk to some people. Yeah. And it, it fascinates me psychologically. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to like see like how like it connects to like who they are as a person right. or whatever, where it comes from. Yeah. I wish I had something like super specific, but yeah. If you don't, you don't. But I could tell you something super specific. You want to hear something fucked? Yeah. Go this for is it. where it's like, because you don't want to fetish shame or anything like that. But this is where it was like, oh my what God. the fuck? A good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just out of respect. I'm not going to use names. Somebody I know? Yes. Someone you know very well. Someone you saw last night. A man. Last night. 
Yeah, you said you ran into him at, at, at Mickey's last night. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I'm sure he wouldn't mind if I said his name. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Not. But it's also one of those, yeah, you know, um, yeah. whatever. I'm one of my closest friends, one of my best friends. So mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't be hard to look. What's, what's his thing? Yes. Well, it wasn't his thing. He was he was seeing a girl for a while. <laughs> not, not not a while. Yeah, I think they'd long hook, enough. Yeah, they'd hook, whatever. But he relayed this, this thing that he had heard mm -hmm. about a, one of her previous relationships yeah, where she was dating a guy mm -hmm. for quite some time and very professional guy, very, very successful had a lot of money, mm -hmm. but he was into something. You've heard of food play. Oh, I've heard the story. Gross. Uh, gross. <laughs> I have to say it now. Oh. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to say it. You go for I'd it. I'd be happy to say it. So you have heard the story. I have. Yeah, where he was really into, he wanted her to shove various types of food up his ass. Yeah. And then force feed it to him. Oh, that's yeah. so gross. Uh-huh. I hear murmurs in the room outside. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. I, and I, I don't just... want to shame anyone. Like... No, that's like they're having fun. Yeah, but it's kind of that's almost it's like not dangerous. For me. It is, yeah. Is there something you could get like sick when kink goes too far? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's serious like I mean, there's like amputation kinks. Of course, there's necrophilia. Like, come on. Yes, there are kinks that go too far. Definitely. You know, snuff exists. Of course, of course, and that's the extreme in that uh, way. Yeah. And I always wonder these things because, like, you know, these are these are very perverse ponderings where <laughs> yeah. which, you know i'm no stranger to that's what you should call the podcast perverse ponderings mm -hmm. oh, what was i thinking where it's like can you really change these things about people like no. if they have these horrible things no you cannot any more than you can I, change I've, somebody who 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 is gay or, yeah, or, or anything no. i've read into this a lot actually um like kinks are they start when you're like really little and some people like argue that it's hereditary which i like personally believe in so mm-hmm there's nothing you can do. So there's no rehabilitation, you know, even I when mean, it comes to a dangerous thing, when it comes to Yeah, I mean, I'm sure thing. there's like pedophiles who don't do it. Like, you know, to a certain extent, you're kind of, you're the one who makes the decision to do the action. Of course. And you can repress that. But I don't think you could repress the thing that's making you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder that. Yeah. Um, you know, because I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and this is obviously completely out of context. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually my sponsor. We were mm -hmm. doing some 12-step work, and we were talking about the past and, and what have you, and resentment. And he said something very interesting to me where he said, no, you don't move on. You yeah. move forward. Exactly, yeah. That there's a difference. Yeah. It's semantics, it's subtle, but it's really yeah. not. No, this is what I tell people a lot is like you can't really change the person you are, but your actions you're in complete control of. So that's why I have like a problem with people when they're like, I'm just a bad person in this way. I'm like, you are making the choice to act this way. You're aware of the problem. Exactly. You know, it's lazy. I and I don't agree. say, I say that like, I'm like a great person or anything, but at least I acknowledge like I'm making a choice to fuck up. Yes. Accountability. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's huge for me. That's, I've said this before, you know, when I'm, when I'm dating women, I've said, you know, probably the thing that really, that, that is most attractive to me mm -hmm is is accountability yeah you know is a willingness to be accountable yeah. um because it's something i've had to i've had to learn vehemently over the past few years yeah. and that's huge yeah i mean it's a huge lesson but it makes it makes it hard to deal with other people because i'm when you're like arguing so i'm like i'm not trying to change you i just want you to accept that you made the decision that you did of and course. i don't want you to be thinking that it was like involuntary like you can't help yourself sure you know it drives me insane yeah i completely agree you know there's no scapegoating yeah whatsoever i i mean he, this I've, is why we're single, by the way. <laughs> no one can see us high fiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, so far, so good. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we could talk about accountability in these things over and over again because yeah. I, I, I don't think that it's this is going to be a bold statement because mm -hmm. obviously there are things that people do mm -hmm. that are so atrocious that they're unforgivable. Yeah. But as it stands, it's like. To understand yeah. some of these schisms. And, and lot, a lot of the times with like horror stories, you know, you can, it comes from a place um, and you can understand how they got there. Yeah. It's just that they made the decision to of course. take that step. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and you got to wonder, is there any real stopping it? Because it's like, I don't yeah. think that there's really bad people as much as it, it misses the it's point entirely. It's people with no self-control. It's sickness. Yeah. It's sick people. Yeah. You know, and, and that's tragic and fucked and maybe yeah. it's just an occupational hazard of being human yeah i mean it's hard like sometimes i'll like be talking to my friends and you feel like this like kind of beaten creature being alive that just gets worse and worse and it keeps like getting hit 
uh, and there's no like ever like t- totally healing and it sure. just keeps getting worse. But there's a certain amount of like acceptance or lashing out that you're just like angry that you like have to endure pain to be alive. Of course. So. Yeah. Well, you seem, I mean, that was always something is something, mm-hmm. you know, that I recognized in you from the start and have seen further reveal itself over the past year of our friendship is, is, you know, despite being a little bit younger, you have a very profound grip on the human condition. You have a very profound grip on, on just intuition. And I think it's worked wonders for you. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I think it's like what allowed me to do what I did for so long was Mm -hmm. being really aware of people, you know, it will save your life. Yeah. It's a good skill to have. And life is worth saving, isn't it? It is. I'm happy to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have no doubt that you will find your fucked up murder-suicide prince charming <laughs> prince sooner charming, than later. Yeah. And I can't wait to meet him. He's waiting in the wings. He really is. He really is. So, Darcy Clare, thank you again. This was round two. Absolutely. And this was amazing. Anytime. It was so good to see you. It was great to see you. When thank you, s- you for having me. Of course. Of course. It was my pleasure. And I, I think now, let's. what do you think? Let's get the fuck out of here and go well, have some dinner. Get out of here. I'm starving. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.